Good evening. Today is December 26th, 2023, Tuesday, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is We Agnostics, chap, uh, step four. No, four, step four? Step four, how it works. How it works. Thank you. And our speaker tonight is Chanel T. Thank you, Chanel. Thank you, Amy. Thank you both, Amy's, for taking the meeting. Uh, we we just come together and we do this, right? We make it work. We make it happen because God's really in charge. My name is Chanel, or my higher power, I choose to call God. But our higher power is in charge, and I am Chanel T. I'm a grateful, compulsive eater living in recovery today, purely by the grace and mercy of God. I am excited to be here with you tonight. I didn't know I would be here for this. I knew I'd be here. I just didn't know I'd be speaking tonight. And I love to talk about step four. Why? I didn't love doing step four. No, I did not love doing my fourth step. I am not going to lie to y'all. Okay. That wasn't like a fun time. But I will tell you, you know, the bondage that I was in versus the freedom that I feel now, I could not have that freedom without going through that four step honestly and thoroughly. I wouldn't have it. So it was worth it. It was worth it. I'm just really glad to be here with you. I I was thinking about what I wanted to say. The book says it very well. The big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says it quite well. Why to do this, what to do, how to do it. It says it really, really well. I don't need to teach to you because it's right there. I'm just going to tell you about me, my experience, what I've seen with some sponsees, and uh, hopefully that that is some experience, strength, and hope, especially for anybody who's taking someone through the steps or maybe is coming back in. I had the kind of resentments where I was drinking the poison to kill the other person. I was holding on to grudges that were decades old. I don't know if anyone can relate to that. Some of them were where people genuinely harmed me. Some of them were where people just didn't live up to my expectations. Okay, like my parents. They just didn't give me everything I wanted them to give me. They weren't able to, but they weren't there for me in ways that I felt I needed. So I held grudges against them for decades. And who did that really hurt me? I ate over it. I ate over my sister-in-law. I faulted her for my brother and myself not having, and me not having a relationship. Hmm. But it says right in the book, in this chapter, that we've become convinced that I've become convinced that I am the root of my troubles. No, I'm not responsible for someone attacking me, assault, any of those things. And I'm not speaking to that. All right, that's happened. Those traumas are there. I'm speaking to my resentments, my fears, my bondage, chains that were so tightly wrapped around me that I had to eat in order to feel like I didn't have to deal with that. Does that make sense? I didn't want to deal with any of this stuff. So I ate and ate and ate. And my world got darker and smaller. And I just wasn't able to be present 
for people anymore. And I look at it this way. You know how some of us have storage units? I'm going to just admit to you that I have a storage unit. I know I'm taking a little turn there. But think about a storage unit, right? What's in there? Well, for some of you, it's very organized. You know exactly what is in there. And you're that person. And I love you for that. And I wish you'd come to mine. Okay? Come on, come on over to mine. But what mine is, is a failure to admit to myself that these things don't need to be in my life anymore. That's what my storage unit is. And I pay on it every month. I am in bondage to that payment every month. All that stuff that sits there, I got to tell you, I don't even remember a bunch of it. I don't even remember it. It doesn't have meaning for me anymore. It's just there cluttering up my life. Now add to that resentments and fears. And then you're talking about my four step. I need to take inventory. I need to look at it and go, all right, is this serving me? Is this serving me holding on to this fear? Or is it blocking me from my higher power? I choose to call God and from other people. Is it blocking me from myself for that matter? This resentment, is it serving me? Apparently these things served me at some point. That's why I took them on, right? That's why I held on to them. But is it continuing to serve me now? Or is it blocking me? Is it holding me in bondage? And am I eating over it? Well, I can tell you, I was definitely eating over it. I was eating over my feelings. I didn't know how to feel good, bad, or indifferent without eating my way through it. And I heard someone say once she and her husband went through this major remodel, and some of you can relate to this. I cannot, but she went through this major remodel, took almost a year, and they did a bunch of it themselves, and all these things went wrong. and it hurt their marriage, right? She said, but I ate way my I ate my way through it. Yeah. I ate my, my way through life, you guys. I ate my way through life. And I didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to be alive. And I knew I wasn't really. I was dying spiritually and very slow physical death as well. Unfortunately, this disease left untreated is progressive and eventually fatal. But on the other hand, I was seeing people, some of whom are in this room right now, who had what I wanted, not just being in a thinner body. Sure, that too. Heck yeah, that's great, right? Or maybe not a thinner body for someone who needs to put on some pounds, right? Because of an anorexia. What I was seeing was people who had a light behind their eyes. They had been through trauma. They'd been through awful things, and yet they had this light behind their eyes. And when they were smiling, there was something about that that I wanted. And when they would tell, when you would tell your stories, I would say, oh, you get it. This is someone who gets me in ways that no one else does. And so when I got a sponsor who said, all right, we're going to use the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I know you've used these other books in the past and they're fine and they're beautiful, but this is what I use. And so we're going to use this and you're going to work quickly. And when you get to this step and when we got to that step, she said, this is not going to take you long. We're going to simplify it like it is in this book and you're going to do it and I'm going to be here for you and you're going to come out the other side 
and there is freedom on the other side. That was such a hope, you know, beacon of hope for me. And that's what I needed. I just needed a little hope, just a little hope. I don't know about you, but Christmas can be very stressful for me. Very stressful. In fact, I, I just kind of abstained from it for a while. But I have a child who's now 16, so I haven't abstained from it during her lifetime. But after my parents died when I was in my 20s, I didn't want anything to do with Christmas. I didn't want to be around the rest of the family. That's too stressful, blah, blah, blah. They're not really stressful. But inside my head, they are. Maybe you can relate to that. Sometimes people are not someone you want to hang out with. And that happens at Christmas time too, right? But digging into this fourth step and coming out of the other side, which is four through nine, right? I get to be around these people and be present. I get to enjoy them. So instead of sounding like I'm a scattered and all over the place, let me just say a few things about four for me. I'm not going to lie and say I thought it was fun. The first time around in program in 2016, I took two and a half months in step four. Okay. And if that's what your sponsor wants you to do, fine. I'm not arguing it. Okay. I'm only speaking about me. For me, that was hell. That was like reliving every trauma. It was like staying and sitting in all of my own ick. It was awful. I don't recommend it. <laughs> this time around, my sponsor said, you are going to go through quickly. And I didn't know what she really meant by that, but I trusted her and she had what I wanted. So we're looking at it. She said, there's these columns, which are in the book. You can see them. They're very plainly put out there for you. Columns, you're going to go column by column. You're going to do this. And then you're not going to overthink it. What? I overthink everything. You're not going to study it. What? I study everything. I'm a student. I would be a professional student if you could. Somebody please pay me to be a student. There's someone in here who's getting her doctorate right now. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. Please, please pay me to be a student. But you know what? I wasn't supposed to be a student of step four. I was supposed to do it. And I was supposed to just read about it. I'm not just supposed to write all these things. I'm supposed to do it. Because I don't know about you, but I will overcomplicate anything I possibly can to the point where I don't want to do it or as an excuse not to do it. Maybe I'll put it off or maybe I'll find a loophole and just not do it the way I'm supposed to do it so that I can get the result that I'm hoping for. And with this, the only way out is through for me. So I had to go through it and it was painful. But because I didn't stay in a long protracted step four process, again, that's just me speaking about me now. It wasn't painful for very long. And I'm so grateful. I love that it talks about in here that resentments are the number one offender and that they kill us. They kill me. They were killing me. So I'll have sponsees sometimes who say, I don't think I have any resentments. And I think, oh, you lucky person. <laughs> I, I can list any number of resentments any day. I do 10 steps on resentments every day because I'm very fear-based. And when I have fears, they often go along with resentments. That's me personally. Okay. So why would I do this step? 
when I don't want to. I do this step for freedom. It's the same reason I sponsor. It's the same reason I make outreach calls. It's the same reason I come on meetings. Now I enjoy meetings and being around all of you. I enjoy the idea of coming to the birthday party and being surrounded by you in, in a very packed setting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. But not that many months ago, that terrified me. The idea of hugging people en masse, that was no. The idea of looking at my faults, that was an absolute no. I could tear myself down like the best of them, but I did it so nobody else would do it. I'd say, yeah, I'm a terrible person. I, I've hurt people. I've done a lot of terrible things in my life, horrible things. But that was just so other people would stop criticizing me. Because in my head, you were all judging me all the time, self-centered, right? Most of the time, you weren't thinking about me at all. But when I'm going to be honest and look at what my part is in something, where my selfishness lies, my dishonesty, my resentments, my fear, my self-seeking, which is what it lays out in this book for us, then I'm going to see, oh, I'm not a victim all the time. Have things happened to me where I had no choice in the matter? I'm sure everyone in this room can say at least one thing has happened where you had no choice in the matter and you were a victim. But what do I do with that now? I don't want to be a motivational speaker here and try to sound like, okay, you know, we're going to surmount everything and everything goes away. No, but in order to have freedom, I can't be a victim anymore. And I don't know, I, maybe this isn't applying to anybody else here, but for me, victim was part of my identity. It was part of who I was. I don't want to be a victim anymore and I don't have to be. And today I'm not. Today I make mistakes. Sometimes people wrong me and I have a design for living that shows me how to manage my side of that. And what do I do to manage it? I used that word, right? An inventory, whether it's this fourth step or it's something smaller and I do a 10th step. It's a beautiful process for me, making amends right away when I see that I'm wrong about something or someone shows me or tells me, hey, Chanel, you stepped on my toes. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, let me make an amends for that. I think the biggest thing for me was I was afraid that too many of my mistakes I made that I was going to admit in my step four and therefore in my step five to my sponsor were just too big. They were insurmountable. I couldn't, I couldn't look at that. It would just be too much for me. It would tear me down. It would take me back into those things. It was the exact opposite. You guys, it was the exact opposite. I remember reading the fifth step promises after my sponsor heard my fifth step and thinking, okay, not every single one of those has come true yet, but just the relief of having dug up those skeletons from my past and they're there. I don't have to lie about them to myself or anyone else anymore. I'm going to let them have the light of day. I'm going to dispose of unsaleable and damaged goods. And there's a method to do it. I don't have to figure it out. It's actually already been done for, frankly, millions of people. 
before me. Thousands in this program have done this before me. So the fourth step seems very scary. And I thought it was, I thought it was terrifying. But now that I've done it and I've gone through it with sponsees and I get to hear about it from other people like you, it's, it, it shows me that it gave me freedom. It was necessary. It unblocked me from what was holding me in chains. I hope that makes sense to you. I hope that you can resonate with that. And I'd really love to hear everyone else share. So with that, I will pass. Thank you. Um, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. I will call the raised hands in order and the Zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the time keep Keeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. Um, if the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Um, Carolyn. Hi, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for doing service this meeting. And thank you, Chanel, so much. I loved your share. And um, I, I also had a hard time going through the fourth step. Um, I didn't do it super quickly, but I didn't do it very slowly either. I would say I was probably done in about two weeks. Um, and it, it was freedom. I, um, I didn't like it that much, same as you, but I, it was so much better when it was done. And, um, I just really appreciate what you had to share and I'm, um, happy to be here tonight. So thank you all for being here as well. I look forward to seeing you personally, except I won't be at the birthday party, unfortunately. Sorry. Um, but, um, I hope to see you at another meeting. Thanks again. That's all I have to share. Diane? Hi there, I'm Diane G. A grateful recovered compulsory from Canada. And Chantel, thank you for your beautiful share. Um, I The one thing that really resonated me with me is when you said bondage, chains so tightly wrapped around us. And uh, my biggest resentment was towards my mom all my life. And uh, I did the step four two and a half years ago. And uh, it's been a two and a half year journey. I wish I could say that resentment was all lifted right away. But it's she's 91 and I'm 62. And when she shoots me those evil looks, they still hurt. And um, and then I discovered on December 23rd that sometimes being recovered, you still have to lie. And my mom lives in a nursing home now and she can't walk anymore. 
And my dad was a minister, and so church was very important to them, and communion. So I arranged for her minister and his wife to come and give communion at her home. So we're in a small room, entering in holy sacred time, the minister's praying, and then what he does is pull out a little bag and pulls out a little bottle of wine, and four wine glasses, pours the wine. Then he takes a uh, loaf of bread and breaks it in four, and I realized then that wine and bread are my abstinent foods. And so I thought, okay, you know what? I either have to lie or break my abstinence. So I said, God, help me. And I, when it came to me, I said, I, you know, I, I have a lot of food allergies, so I better not partake. I'll partake in this ceremony, but not with the wine and bread. And I got that look of disapproval from my mom. And I, I don't know why. <laughs> Um, so anyways, I'm just grateful for this program, how it's changed my life. I'm grateful you, for you as my community and that I can share. And I could not tell anybody else this story, but you you know what I'm talking about. So thank you. Hannah B. Am I unmuted? I'm unmuted. Okay, I'm setting my timer because I always forget to set my timer. Hi everybody, Hannah B. Thank you so much, Chanel. That was so great. I just I just always love your sincerity and your enthusiasm for this program. It's just it always translates and it's it always resonates and it's always just it always lands and um you can't pretend that, you know. Um so thank you for your service and I'm the same. Like I don't, I've got resentments daily. They come up daily. And if I think I don't, then I was like ignoring them, you know? So, um, yeah, <laughs> thank goodness for fourth steps and 10th steps. Um, and you know, this is really such a wonderful thing. And it's like, it's not like the the most fun to do it, but it kind of doesn't matter. Like, when you've got this monkey on your back, like you, you will do anything to get it off and to unblock, you know? So, and that's what they do. They, they unblock. That's what the fourth step does. It, it unblocks and it like clears all this stuff out of the way that's blocking <clears throat> my connection with higher power that's within like the great reality is deep. You know, the, the, the idea of God whatever it says is, is within, right? Like deep down within every man, woman, and child. And the great reality is inside of me, you know? And it's like, it's not outside of me. And I used to think it was somewhere out there. And it's like, it's not, it's in here. But the only way that I can access that is if I stay really current and stay unblocked. Um, and so my threshold for blocking up now is like pretty low because I'm like, I don't, like not only does food hold, uh, I think I've shared this before, but I have a friend who's got a gazillion years in another program and he calls this the PhD program because it's like, it really, it really calls us to stay current or for me, I go very quickly back to the food. That's just, just like this. It's just so it's just right there all the time, you know? So, and I don't want to do that. You know, I'm, I spend my life in the kitchen, like making food. I'm always like prepping my alcoholic foods for other people. And I need neutrality. Like I, otherwise I won't, I won't make it. I just, 
I mean, it's actually kind of like, it makes me want to cry. It's kind of a miracle that I'm able to do that. You know, and I don't even think about it most days, you know, I was like, I won't tell you what I was making this evening for people, but, um, you know, so I just, um, you know, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful. I've come to love like that burn, you know, where and that's my time that burn though, that burn of like needing to do that and excited because I know I'm going to get free of it on the other side of it. Thank you. Terry W. Am I unmuted? Thank you. Uh, Chanel, thank you so much for inviting me tonight. It is amazing to see you. I didn't know you would be speaking. I just thought you invited me to a meeting. So it was wonderful to hear you. And I loved your share. And, you know, you talked about the bondage of self, and that really makes me think about where I came from, where I come from. And, you know, you had described being, you know, embodied in chains. And my 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 escape was closets. You know, even since I was three or four years old, I was always in a closet hiding all the time. As a teenager, I did all my homework in a closet. I mean, that was my safe place is being in a closet. And psychologically, I mean, that makes sense from what my past trauma has been, but you know, I also hold held on to a lot of grudges, you know, and step four gave me that freedom, you know, and some of those grudges did serve me a, for a purpose at the time, you know, the fear and all that. But I was so fearful of step four, and it is my favorite step. Otherwise, how would I know what my character defects are? And how can I ask God to remove them? I wouldn't even know. So step four is like one of my favorite steps. But one of the things I wanted to share that I learned that took me a long time to realize is that Step four is not about my old friends saying they they forgive me and they're going to be my friends again. It's all my part and what I did and I did wrong. And I need to make amends for not about what they're going to say back to me or they're going to all be back friends to me. That's not my concern, nor the reason I do a fourth step. Um, I mean, a ninth step, sorry. But, you know, one thing I did was I didn't get my friends back you know, and I did so many wrongs to them. And what I had to do was I had to do research on what is a friend. I didn't even know what a friend was. I did looked encyclopedias, I looked up websites, and I wrote, I wrote papers. What is a friend? So today, I know how to be a good friend, because I didn't know how to growing up. But this program's given me the gift to be relieved of this bondage of self that I can care about others, which is an absolute miracle. So I am just so grateful for this program. And I love Step 4. And thank you for sharing it, your experience with us, Chanel. Mary S. Hi, everybody. It's Mary, compulsive reader. Hi. So nice to be here. Chanel, I had no idea you were sharing. I just said go to a different meeting tonight and wanted to come to this one. Thank you so much for that share. It was eloquent. It just really encapsulated everything about step four. For me, um, I love the analogy of your storage unit of holding on to things that we no longer need to hold on to. When I, um, in one of my original sponsors, when I came in several years ago, she gave me two weeks and she said, be real gentle on yourself. She knew that I was going to three meetings a day. And she's like, you might even want to back off on a meeting or two and not go to so many and just take your time, you know, be gentle on yourself and just, just do it. You know, and she had me do columns um, vertically instead of horizontal. 
And at first I was so thick and so obtuse, I could not figure out my part in some of these resentments. I mean, I felt justified to feel angry or resentful, but slowly it, it all started to make sense to me. And the beauty of step four is getting to the causes and conditions and identifying my part. And that leads us into five, six, seven, et cetera. And it was, freedom was such a good word, you know, to feel free, you know, to, to identify my people-pleasing tendencies, my need to be the hero in every story. Why did I always have to save everybody? I wasn't saving myself. You know, I came in originally through the beverage program and that fourth step was a just like a biography. You know, I was born and blah, blah, blah. It, it's so different. Um, Hannah had said, this is like the PhD of the 12 steps. I really believe that. I believe that OA has taken me much deeper than I ever could have gone before. And resentment is, and I love that sponsor. She said, resentment is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. And that's exactly how I felt. I'll get you, you know, I'll hate you to the day I die. You know, <laughs> And I'm the one that was um, feeling the pain of that. Um, what else did I want to say? How eye-opening it was and how much gratitude I had to get to the causes and conditions that kept me stuck. Like I call spirit, I call uh, step 10 spiritual Drano because it keeps the pipeline between us and God open when we release all that stuff. And sometimes even with the 10th step, I have to go back and do a fourth on that particular person or situation. And with that, I'd like to pass. Thank you, everybody, for being here. I love you. Thank you. All right. It's 546. Should we be 